seriously popular. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. In January 2023, Constance Martin and her boyfriend, Mark Gordon, disappeared and went on the run with their newborn baby, Victoria. A nationwide search resulted in the sad discovery of Victoria's body, and the pair have now been charged with killing her, which they both deny. I'm Jack Hardy, a news reporter for the Daily Mail. I'll be in court every day, reporting the events as they happen. And I'm broadcaster and journalist Caroline Cheatham. Together, we'll take you behind the headlines, bringing you the evidence, witness statements and testimony from the Old Bailey in London. This is The Trial. Constance Martin and Mark Gordon. Where's your child, my friend? Where's the child? Where's my food? In a minute, where's your child? Where's your child? In a minute, where's your child? That was the moment Mark Gordon was arrested and asked repeatedly where his missing daughter is. So in the last few minutes, footage of that moment was shown to the jury in court and released to us. In today's episode, we'll be bringing you all of that footage and walking you through what we've heard in court today. Welcome to episode five, The Arrest. Jack, we need to start the episode today with footage we've just been given, which the jury saw today of the moment Constance Martin and Mark Gordon were arrested. And we should say we've just been given access to this ourselves in the last few minutes. So we're also just digesting it for the first time. So what we're going to try and do is talk you through what you can hear and what we can see in the footage. Yeah, that's right, Caroline. So this is the footage that was taken from the body cams of the police officers as they arrested the couple in Brighton on February the 27th last year after they'd spent around two months on the run. We learned today that they were finally arrested when they went to a shop and initially started trying to shoplift, but then returned and tried to pay with some money for some food, at which point they were spotted by a member of the public who phoned the police. So the first clip we're going to play is the moment Mark Gordon is arrested in a residential street in the city. As you'll hear, he's carrying a stick and he has this stick because he's obviously injured or unwell in some way and he's limping badly as officers approach. Hello. Sorry, mate. you stop for a second? Stop for a while. Well, I need to speak to you. Well, because potentially I think you may have been in national news. Put the stick down. Drop it now. Why? Put the stick down and Why? I'll explain. Alright. Put the stick, let go of the stick. The stick in your hand. Alright. Let go of the stick. Alright. Let go of the stick. Why? 
because at the moment I'm potentially going to be a weapon. And oh. if you're who I believe you might be, you might have quite a good reason to get away from me. Put it down. Right. Perch the stick down. Right. One, no one. What's the offence they're waiting for? To you. Right. right, just. Right. Oh, give me a second. Just give me a second. Right, right. No, we can, can, we can put your shop in down. Sorry, I'm just going to drink. Right, at this moment in time, until I can confirm who you are, you're both under arrest on suspicion of child neglect. You don't have to say anything, but it may harm your defence. If you don't mention when questioned, something's not in court, anything you think you're giving in. Do you ever understand? Do you have any idea on you? You have no idea on you? No. Right, okay. Do you have any idea on you, my friend? What's your name? Arabella. <coughs> right, mate, just read some more information. So at the moment, because you're under arrest, child, they're not going to put your hands in. Right. Right. Let me eat, let me eat. Oh, let you. Food. Right, at the moment, put you. Put the stuff down. We're going to put you in cuffs. Uh, and we will talk about you eating. Uh, let me have my food. Now, we, we know that clip's a little bit inaudible at times, but what we can hear is basically Mark Gordon responding to the officers and saying things like, I'm not on the national news. He then tells officers, get your hands off me. And as they try to persuade him to put this stick down, you can hear him saying repeatedly, why? Soon afterwards, Mark Gordon can be seen sitting down with his hands behind his back in handcuffs and officers repeatedly ask him where the baby is. Here's the clip. Where's your child, my friend? Where's the child? Where's my food, please? In a minute, where's your child? Where's your child? In a minute, where's your child? Where's your child? In a minute, where's your child? Not on the moment. Where's your child? Is that aggression necessary? He's not being aggressive. Of course you are. I'm not doing anything. Where's the child? We want to know where the child is. Is the child alive? Is your child alive? Where's the child? Where's the child? Chicken. Chicken, right? No, with mayonnaise, please. With mayonnaise? We're not going to be able to like give you an entire meal. Mate. We, we need to work out where your child is, mate. Yeah, we got a child to find. It's a bit more important. We want to know where this child is. We need to know. It's important. Where is the child? When was the last time you saw the child? Do you still have your child? Now, what's particularly significant about this footage is that it captures officers trying to question Mark Gordon soon after they arrest him about the whereabouts of Victoria. And, Jack, what we can hear there is that he repeatedly doesn't answer and instead he asks for food. Yeah, so by our count over the course of this questioning by police at the side of the road, which lasts for several minutes on that night in last February, Mark Gordon asks for food, drink or something to eat more than 50 times. 
but he says nothing about where the missing baby is. Shortly after, we can see and hear Mark Gordon being arrested as he kneels on the floor. Section 27, Offence Against the Person Act. Expose a child under the age of two years where his life or health is to be endangered. Do you understand? Do you understand what I've said to you? Do you understand what I've said to you? You've been further arrested for three more offences. What are the offences? Concealment of a birth. <laughs> Expose a child under the age of two that's likely to endanger their life or their health. Okay? The necessity for those arrests is to protect a vulnerable person, I mean the child, and to prevent your disappearance. Okay. Now, also in the footage we can now play to you is the moment Constance Martin is arrested and also asked about the whereabouts of baby Victoria. Look at me. Constance. Where's your child? Research, this isn't at the front, is it? I've just asked, I'm going to undo it now. Yes. I've just... I'll level Why with you. Are you under arrest, You're under arrest for child neglect. Where is your child? So, again, what you can hear in this clip is officers repeatedly asking her where her child is, but she refuses to answer. And Caroline, what we do actually hear her shouting is Daddy Bear repeatedly, which appears to be her nickname for Mark Gordon. The final clip we're going to play to you is the moment Constance Martin is arrested. Constance? At the moment, you're under arrest for child neglect. It's 21.45 and you are further under arrest for concealment of the birth of a child on the 4th of the 1st, 2023. You are under arrest for concealment of the birth of a child. And Section, 20, Section 27, Offence Against the Person Act, expose a child under the age of two years, whereas by life or health to be endangered. Do you understand what you've been arrested for? Okay, they are the offences that I've arrested you on suspicion of. The necessity for your arrest is to protect from the person and prevent disappearance. Do you understand that you've been arrested? Now, some of the audio in that clip, as you heard, has been bleeped. But what you can hear is her saying to officers that concealing the birth of a child is not an arrestable offence. So yeah, Caroline, that was the pretty dramatic ending to court today as the jury was shown that body cam footage for the first time. But now what we'll do is walk you back a bit to what else the jury have heard since our last episode. Yeah, so you might remember in the last episode we brought you evidence from witnesses who claimed to have seen the couple when they allegedly went completely off-grid and began camping on the South Downs in Sussex. Now, this was during a freezing cold spell in January and February last year, and the prosecution say not only could the couple have used their money to put a roof over Victoria's head and to better care for her, but they were also completely ill-equipped for camping in such awful weather. But despite this, it's alleged they may have stayed on the Downs from January the 8th all the way through to February the 27th. And that was when, as we heard at the top of the episode, they were finally arrested. It was a few days after that that Victoria's body was found in a bag for life in an allotment. She died, it's been alleged, in February from hypothermia. So, yeah, Caroline, this week we've heard from more witnesses who claim to have not only seen the couple, but one woman who was woken up by the sound of a baby crying, she said, apparently out on the South Downs. This woman is called Sarah Hidden, and she gave her evidence over a video link yesterday. She lived in Seaford in Sussex at the time. The couple were allegedly on the run, close to the famous Seven Sisters Cliffs on the South Downs. 
In fact, she was so close to the South Downs, she could see the top of the Seven Sisters Cliffs from her house, which was around 200 metres away. And uh, don't forget, this is where the prosecution say the couple had been camping out. And Jack, this is important, the prosecution say, because one of the things she says is she could hear a baby crying during the night from somewhere outside of her window. She said this was what she called continuous crying, and it was over two consecutive nights. In court, she was asked about this by Tom Little KC, who is prosecuting the case. Their exchange has been voiced by actors. At about this period of time, did you hear anything during the night? Yes. A couple of days before I saw the couple, there was a sound of a baby crying. Were you awake or asleep? I was asleep, but the crying woke me up. On how many occasions? Two nights in a row. On both occasions, did it wake you up? Yes. Were you used to hearing babies crying or not? No. It is mainly old people in our area, as far as I'm aware. There is not a baby around here. After these two nights, did you hear it at any stage again in the next few weeks? No. Now, Mrs Hidden said she'd been sleeping with her window open, and on the first night that she was aware of the sound of the baby crying, the noise appeared to be moving from west to east. Can you help us with what is in that location? Yes, there is a golf course, and that is on the downs, and that goes onto the cliff top. The sound of the baby was coming from that general direction, an easterly direction, Was it coming towards you? Yes. How long did it last for? 30 or 40 minutes. Then I fell asleep, so I couldn't say if it carried on. Continuous or intermittent? Definitely continuous. What did you think when you heard that? I thought it was a bit strange. There was a storm, and I know people take babies out to get them to sleep, but I don't think they would do it in a storm. What was the weather like that night? Really bad, yes. A proper storm. That whole section of time was really, really bad. Was it raining? Yes. Was it windy? Yes. On the following night, she said she heard the baby crying again, but it didn't appear this time to be moving in the same way. It was closer, she said, to the cliff. Again, it was raining, and she said that was the reason she had the window open in the first place, because she found the sound relaxing. Were you able to form any view about the age of the baby? It was definitely a young baby crying. Why did you think that? It's a different sound to an older baby crying, more constant, a bit more high-pitched, urgent-sounding. So she said she'd heard the crying between 1am and 3am on the first night. On the second night, she was less sure when it had happened specifically, and she also said she was not someone who was usually easily woken up. Sometime between January the 16th and January the 27th, between 10.30am and 2.30pm, when she said she was taking her dog for a walk on the downs. And she said she came across a couple while she was walking down the coastal path, which was near to her home. Now, she said she thought the woman could have been carrying a baby, but she couldn't confirm it because she didn't see it directly. Again, she was questioned by Tom Little Casey in court. Can you help us in in relation to the timing? Is there a reason why you were able to say it was between those hours? It would have been when I was taking my dog for a walk. I take my dog for a walk before my daughter's back from school. Can you tell us, please, what you saw? I had gone to walk up the path, but there were a big group of ramblers coming back down, so I tried to shift to the side. Did they pass you? Yes. I went behind some bushes and waited until they passed. I then bumped into the couple. Did you see where they appeared from? No, which was strange, because I had checked everyone that was coming down. They went behind the ramblers. They could only have appeared from out of the bushes from further up at the point. So she said the couple were walking alongside each other, but they weren't talking. 
It was a man and a woman, she said. The man was black with short hair and the woman was white and most likely had brown hair. She said she was in her mid-twenties or perhaps mid-thirties. Was she carrying anything? She was carrying quite a lot. She seemed laden down with things. What was she laden down with? A reach-across body bag. I remember a rucksack. She was also holding something. Now, Mrs Hidden then gestured to her shoulder as if she was holding something diagonally from her chest to her shoulder. Is that how the woman was holding something? What did you think it was? My instant thought was how you would hold a baby, but I didn't see what it was. I don't remember seeing a head or legs or anything. It was the position you would hold one, but it could have been another bag. Did you see her holding another bag or not? No. I just remember the position of the hands and something being there. How long were they in your view? We bumped into each other, basically. Not that long, but I passed them and looked back when I got a bit further up. She was then asked about the sighting she made on two separate occasions of a tent in the area. First time I saw it was on the fenced path in the bushes. In the same bushes you assumed the couple had come out of? Yes. The second time was along the Cuckmere River. How far away are those two locations? Less than five minutes. Three minutes, maybe? She said the tent was teal-coloured, sort of halfway, she said, between green and blue. Now, it was at this point that Mrs Hidden was cross-examined by John Femiola KC, who is representing Mark Gordon. He wanted to know if the sound of the baby she could hear may have come from a passing car. Their exchange has been voiced by actors. Dealing with the crying you heard, what about whether it was from a moving car? There isn't really a road up there to move along. Are there any properties nearby? There are properties nearby, yes. So far as the golf course is concerned, how close is that to where you live? A minute. You told us it was stormy weather and you had your window open. Yes. On the 6th of February, you called the police. Around that date, had you come across in the media reports about people on the run? That's why I rang, yes. Mr Femiola then asked her about her claim that she may have seen the couple a few days later as she walked her dog along the coastal path. There were two groups of ramblers and the woman you saw who was shorter than the man was carrying a rucksack like ramblers do. Yes. And you thought she had another bag like ramblers do. Can I just say, the group of ramblers were old. The ramblers were older. Now, Jack, before Mrs Hidden was allowed to leave the witness box, Tom Little Casey wanted to ask her a few more questions about what she'd seen and what she'd heard. Yeah, that's right, Caroline. So he initially made a reference to Mr Femiola's suggestion that the crying could have actually come from a passing car. You thought that on the first night and the second night the baby was crying for about 30 minutes? Yes. Did you hear the sound of a moving car for 30 minutes? No, and there isn't a road there. She was then asked again about why she'd first decided to call the police. From what I had seen, I really thought it was the couple from the news, and then I thought they were up north. It was why I did a double take, because I thought, I'm sure that's them. Mr Little then asked more about the couple's appearance. She said they did not look like ramblers because they didn't have walking poles like most groups did. She was also asked about how the woman looked. She didn't look happy. No, she didn't look like she was rambling. She looked really depressed and worn in on herself and down. She wasn't making eye contact or looking at anything around her. We're just going to take a quick break there. Ready to pop the question? 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Right, so Jack, we're just going to wind back a little bit to remind you of the evidence we heard last week from a woman called Pauline Mason. Now, you might remember she was the woman on a mobility scooter in Stanner Park in Brighton with her husband when she said she saw a blue tent. Moments later, she said she saw a woman who she says was Constance Martin walking towards her with what appeared to be a baby in a sling. Now, the baby was wrapped inappropriately, she said, for the weather. She was wearing no socks, no hat, and she wasn't wrapped in a blanket. And Mrs. Mason told the jury last week that she believed the baby was dead. So, yeah, Mrs. Mason has actually been recalled as a witness because there was a question left over from last week from a member of the jury. Now, the judge asked this question and said the juror wanted clarification over her claim that she recognised Mark Gordon when she saw him walking a few steps behind the woman she says was Constance Martin that day. And she asked at that point in the park... What did she know about Mark Gordon himself? Now, Mrs Mason said she didn't know much, that the name had come up in Bolton, there was a car on fire, there was a baby, a mother and a father, and they'd escaped from the car. But then we heard from her husband, Michael Mason. Now, he's a retired police officer and they've been married for 55 years. Now, he was on the walk with Pauline that day, but he was slightly further ahead of her mobility scooter. Now, when his wife was interviewed by the police, he was also interviewed in the room next door and he told them they'd stayed in the park for around two hours. He was questioned first by prosecutor Tom Little Casey. Their exchange is voiced by actors. Did you notice anything going on that day? At the time, she reminded me later, she had pointed out to me a blue tent. But I see tents in Stanmer Park, you get quite a lot of hikers, so I didn't take any particular notice. You told us about a blue tent? You know about false memories? Later on we saw the news and it mentioned a blue tent and she said, that's the blue tent I saw. You can see something and not notice it, but I cannot entirely say. To be honest, my wife was more observant than me because she is a keen photographer and I think women are more observant than the average man. I might be wrong there. Did you go to the location where your wife indicated she had seen the blue tent? 
I'm not sure about the day, but we did go there and we did search that area in case we could assist the police. We searched the bins and the undergrowth. Now, Mr Little then wanted to ask them about the report the couple made to the police on March the 1st last year, and we were told he'd made the report on his computer based on information his wife had given him. Before that point, were you aware that there were a couple with a baby who the police wanted to speak to? In the local news and printed papers, we saw that the couple were going around the country with a newborn baby. That's what prompted my wife to say, we did see them and we must report it. Now, Jack, Nina Crinian is one of the defence barristers for Mark Gordon, and she wanted to ask Mr Mason about why he and his wife had gone back to the area they say they'd seen Constance Martin and Mark Gordon. Their exchange is voiced by actors. You had gone back to the area. You were wearing the same clothes that you wore on the 15th of February. You parked in the same place. You'd done the same walk. You investigated whether there was any evidence left behind in the area that you would gather and give to the police. Yes, we looked in bins and hedgerows in case we found some nappies or discarded clothes or whatever that could be of assistance to police. We didn't find anything there. You told the police that your wife is a keen photographer. Did she take any photographs? We go to a camera club and there are rules. Taking photographs of people that are close to you is a bit of a no-no. For example, of the tent? Hindsight is a wonderful thing. If we had known, we would have done that. What you said to police is that you watch both BBC News and Sky News during the period of time between the 19th of February and the 1st of March. Did you continue to watch the news? I liked to watch the news and it was a big story at the time. Your wife didn't tell you on the 20th of February. Having watched the news about the couple, I saw them. It wasn't until the 1st of March that she told you I saw them. I have got to mention this. You might cast your mind back to the Babes in the Wood murders. She was convinced she saw you-know-who and the two young girls. She saw them and she did not report it. If she had reported it, it might have gone differently. This time, she said, we must report it. This time she was determined. She was sprung into action. I did report as I remembered it, as she told me. But, Caroline, Miss Crinian kept trying to press him on this point, about the delay between them going to the park and watching the news, and then ultimately his wife claiming she saw the tent and the couple. Mr Mason said it had been a slow build-up, and he also suggested that the defence barrister was going round in circles. Your statement says your wife said to you, did you not see it? Presumably before watching the news, and there is some information about the tent. I saw a tent, and I saw those people in the park. It's prompted by watching the news on the 1st of March. All I can say is we became, she more than I, convinced that we had to report this. She said, I saw them, I was there, and we had to report it. Perhaps I was playing it down a bit because once you get involved, but she was the driving force behind it. Now, Jack, we know during the trial so far, the jury have been shown a lot of CCTV footage which has captured the couple and Victoria at various points in their journey across the south of England. Now, you might remember the last footage they were shown was the point at which the couple had disappeared into the South Downs with, the prosecution say, baby Victoria being carried in a bag for life. Yeah, so what what we've seen is is more footage. This is from January 12th, a few days after the couple was seen entering the South Downs. And in this footage, the couple are seen at a Texco garage in New Haven in Sussex, which is right near the South Downs. In the footage, Constance Martin can be seen walking into the shop alone with a hood up and a COVID mask covering her face. She then fills a basket with snacks and drinks like cans of Cokes, packets of crisps like Skips and sweets such as Mauams. 
She also buys a plastic water bottle and she fills it up with petrol before leaving. Now, a couple of minutes behind Constance Martin, Mark Gordon can be seen walking down the road, swinging a bag for life, the same bag for life where the prosecution alleged that baby Victoria spent much of her short life before she died. Now, this is important, Jack, because we've already been told that Constance Martin claims Victoria died after she had her zipped inside her jacket when they were camping. She says she fell asleep and when she woke up, Victoria had died. Now, she claimed to police that she was buying the petrol that day because she was considering cremating her body. But the prosecution say Victoria died much later, which is why the witnesses we've been hearing from say they saw the couple and the baby in mid to late January and early February. Now, before we finish today, we should remind you that Constance Martin and Mark Gordon deny manslaughter by gross negligence. They also deny perverting the course of justice, concealing the birth of a child, child cruelty and causing or allowing the death of a child. We will be back later this week with more updates from the trial. In the meantime, you can follow us on X at The Trial Podcast or contact us the trial at mailmetromedia.co.uk. You can leave us a comment on Spotify or even send us a voice note on WhatsApp on 07796 657 512. Start your message with the word trial. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Our hit series, Everything I Know About Me, is back for a brand new season. And this time, our guest needs no introduction. I'm coming to find me, Darren! But here's one anyway. Hi, I'm Gemma Collins, and this is everything I know about me. If you think you know all about Gemma Collins, think again. Because this is the GC as you've never heard her before. It's been exhausting. Unashamed. And I was really heartbroken because I was pregnant and he was having an affair. Unfiltered. I have had an operation as well years ago. I have a designer vagina. Yeah, baby. I don't have camel toe. Unbelievable. And then they advised me, you need to have a termination. And, uh, yeah... I remember that being really stressful. Everything I know about me with Gemma Collins is out this Thursday wherever you get your podcasts.